In this podcast, we're talking about purpose in practice, how a business can make sure decisions are led by a higher purpose every day. The global food system accounts for 26% of greenhouse gas emissions, and today I'm talking to Berit Hoffman, Marketing Director of Northern Europe at Tetra Pak, who has responsibility for promoting the Tetra Pak brand and growing its business in Denmark, Finland, Norway, Sweden, the UK and Ireland. On her work on persuading food and drink producers and retailers to choose a more sustainable packaging for their products. Good morning, Berit. Lovely to speak to you on this very autumnal morning. We are we're talking about purpose today and how purpose is is imbued and lived every day in in, in organisations large and small all over the world. I'm very interested to hear a bit more about Tetra Pak. Starting, I guess, with the with the the foundation of Tetra Pak and and Ruben Rousing's vision, because um, actually sustainability and uh, and purpose was very much at the heart of his mission. Can you tell me a bit about that? Good morning, Harriet, and thank you for inviting me to discuss this exciting topic with you today. Tetra Pak was founded in the beginning of the 50s, and at that time, milk and dairy products in Tiam were distributed as doorstep deliveries, or you could buy it in the emerging um, supermarkets um, or grocery stores in bulk products. So he actually was the first to invent the carts and packets uh, for dairy products. And that was actually in 51 and already in 52 he he managed to sell the first line to a swedish uh, dairy company uh, actually based in lund and from there it took speed about 10 years later he had worked enough on his solution to do what we call a really industrial uh, scale of his idea and i was just interested to understand why he was so driven to do that? Why was so driven to get things out of doorstep delivery and, and into a carton package? Well, he had an idea that he could actually um, provide a solution that had a lot of uh, more benefit versus the current solutions that were used for distributing milk and dairy products at that time, which was loose milk in uh, in glass bottles or other bulk solutions. So by inventing uh, cards and package, he actually managed to create a uh, solution that uh, was very light weighted, it was space saving, it was very hygienic for the product as such. Um, and it, it even offers, uh, which it does today as well, of course, a printable surface for, for communication purpose. So, so that was sort of uh, his thinking behind the invention or the innovation. And, um, but but the, the, I guess the core reason around that was, was a hygiene one, was it? And food safety. Yeah, food safety is part of the vision of uh, Tetra Pak. Um, the vision overall is that we are committed to make food safe and available everywhere. And uh, food safety is a really important uh, thing for us. And we would never put products in the markets or create new solutions that are not proven to be safe for food. Um, and that's the vision that we live upon. And that's also a vision that drives our strategy moving forward. And it's sort of, it's all in, embodied in your, in the company strapline, protect what's good, isn't it? Absolutely. It's all about protecting people, it's protecting food, and it's protecting the planet. So um, when it comes to protect food, um, we protect food 
across the full value chain and we ensure that the products we put in markets across the world are absolutely food safe. And when it comes to protect people, we of course protect the people that work for us, but we also do a lot of work, um, I would say, on the ground in the markets for the local communities. And um, I guess in 2020, we are very concerned with the environment. And um, I think one of the kind of interesting things about Tetra Pak is uh, when you look at the kind of packaging sector as a whole and all the different choices that you can make, there are lots of decisions that Tetra Pak is making every day around sort of sustainability and improving the, the kind of the footprint of the Carson. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, we have uh, an our overall ambition is to create, I would say, a world with the most sustainable food package. I think that's that's really the driver um, or part of the driver in our strategy where we have sustainability as one, one important pillar out of four. Um, we have an overall ambition in our company to, uh, to reach net zero greenhouse gas emission by 2030 uh, in our operation and and one way of getting there is to work on on providing more and more sustainable food packages to the market we know that um, packaging in general is part of the challenges that we have um, in the environment but it can also be part of the solution and it's interesting because as a packaging provider you have sort of a relatively unique kind of position in the market because you need in order to make the difference you need to be working with not only the food producers but also the retailers and persuading consumers as well to choose a choose a, a product choose a food in in a, in a package in a carton um and it it, it with you know today i'm really interested in talking about kind of purpose and practice and how you can live and breathe it but can you tell me a little bit about how it works when in order to make the difference that you as an organization want to make it really relies on bringing all of the customers and the brands that put their products into your cartons along with you on that journey and how tell me a little bit about that and the challenges and, and opportunities there well um in general our ambitions to read some more I would say it, to manage to drive a more sustainable um, company and provide more and more sustainable solutions. We can only succeed with that if we work closely, I would say, with together with the full value chain. So um, being able to drive towards a more sustainable world in general really requires a very strong collaboration between governments, with customers, consumers and retailers. We all play a very important part um, in, in working and driving towards a more sustainable uh, world and in the way that we take care of our resources um, and how we utilize them and um, also how we can manage to ensure that for the generation left behind or for the generations coming after us, that they also have a, um, I would say, sustainable world to live in. So from our sides, it's really dependent on a strong collaboration throughout the value chain to, to, for us to manage to succeed with this.
interested to learn how um, how receptive other parts of the value chain are to join you on this sort of on this mission. Do you find that the food retailers and the food producers are as enthusiastic about driving these gains in sustainability as Tetrapack? Yeah, absolutely. I would say so. Um, in different ways, though. I would say um, it all starts, I mean, by the consumers, because in the end, um, they are the ones deciding what's sold in retail stores or on the internet or wherever they buy their products. And what we see across uh, the markets, at least in uh, North Europe, uh, which is my responsibilities, is that about 50% of the consumers are really committed uh, to sustainability, either in to a large extent or um, at least cares about sustainability within certain areas like food. And the other half, approximately, they either think it's still a very complex area or they do not pay a lot of attention to that. So. Absolutely, a lot of the consumers are very concerned about sustainability and, and have drivers towards more sustainable offerings when they do their shopping. Based on that, retailers, uh, and of course also based upon regulation, taxation schemes and all of that, retailers have clear uh, ambition and targets within sustainability as well those um, targets and the direction that the retailers works are slightly different or or a bit different between UK, Ireland and, and the Nordics. And that's based upon the fact that packaging material um, and, and the, the options that are offered in the markets and in the retailers right now are quite different. Um, UK tends to be more a market driven out of plastic uh, packaging, uh, whereas we see in the Nordics that the dairy um, industry is much more uh, built up with carton packages. Do you think, having you work across all of Scandinavia and the UK and Ireland, can you see a difference in consumer attitude in those two areas? Yeah, um, there are some differences on the consumer part as well. Um, in UK, we see that consumers concern a lot is is very much focused and concern uh, very much concerned about recycling in general and pays very high attention to that. Um, maybe because plastic is playing such a big role in the UK, and that there has been a lot of attention to plastic in the UK. In the Nordics, we see that more attention is put into uh, the material of, um, of the packaging. So renewability um, is, is a high topic for the Nordic consumers. Everything changed for us in the UK whenever it was in 2017 when um, David Attenborough's Blue Planet was, was you know, first broadcast. Um, and we saw all those appalling images of beautiful sea creatures with you know, swimming amongst plastic and, and being very confused by it. Um, that has had such a significant impact. It feels like there's a there's a groundswell of activity in the last year, last three years. Has that has that helped Tetra Pak? Has that changed things for you? Yeah, it has. Uh, I would say changed um, uh, quite a lot because um, with that also came a, a new EU regulation around single use plastics. Actually, 
um, which requires the whole industry to uh, to change in our approach in certain areas. One thing is that plastic straws uh, will now be banned from actually next summer and also later on in in 24 um, all caps for for on-the-go products uh, and products for immediate consumption um, will need to have a tethered caps so we have seen a lot of new regulations coming in that actually have a big role or play a big role for the whole industry. These regulations are, of course, very good for the environment and is something that we worked very focused to to manage to deliver upon. And tell me a little bit more about how how TouchPack has responded to that. What are some of the sort of in, initiatives and changes that you've made in the last couple of years to, to respond to that directive? Overall, we have um, decided to uh, focus um, even more on innovation within the sustainability area. For the next five to ten years, we will spend around 100 million euro uh, each year on sustainable uh, innovations. Already two years ago, um, we started developing uh, and working on developing paper straws um, to replace the current plastic straw solutions uh, that are uh, attached to most uh, portion packs uh, around the world. And last summer, actually, we managed to uh, be the first to uh, to launch a paper straw uh, with a customer in in Europe, and have um, since then scaled up stepwise. And during the next um, six months, uh, we will uh, ramp up the volume, and we will ensure that we deliver a paper straw across all our uh, customers. Um, with their portion pack uh, drinks that we are uh, selling um, in Europe. So I would say when these new regulation uh, comes into play, that really requires a lot for the whole industry um, to really be able to, uh, to deliver upon those, uh, which is of course needed. Is strongly from an environmental point of view. So, so tell me a little bit about how you communicate um, to consumers and persuade them to choose cartons. Overall, food packaging plays a critical role in feeding the world. Help keep food safe and nutritious and available for people everywhere. At the same time, it can also impact the earth, limited resources and the climate, pointing towards a trade-off between people and planet. We have just recently launched a new global campaign, which we call Go Nature, Go Carton, with which we announce our ambition to deliver the world's most sustainable food package. That not only meets the needs of the food industry and consumers, but also has a reduced impact on nature and the climate. To adapt the Go Nature, Go Carton campaign into a more local consumer context and to help the consumers make a good packaging choice, we have created a local platform around built, which we have built around four key pillars, recycling, low plastic, renewability and low carbon. 
And with the communication and local activation um, built upon these key areas, we try to help the consumers making a conscious and sustainable packaging choice, helping them to reduce their carbon footprint. And that campaign is really beginning to have an impact. Um, do you have an idea of how um, consumers uh, are responding to those messages across um, Scandinavia versus UK and Ireland? I'm interested to understand about the different levels of awareness. Yeah, we, uh, we started um, in 2015 in the Nordics, uh, building our communication and consumer communication on that platform. And we actually did it also to find a relevant way to start collaborating more um, when it comes to communication and driving messages towards the consumers, but enable us to do that together with our customers as well. Um, and we have then later on expanded the platform and, and now use it, uses it in the UK and in Ireland as well. And it's proving to be quite successful. We use it a lot towards the consumers uh, on the digital platforms. I would say, of course, especially now, as COVID has hit all of the market, digital is sort of uh, the driving platform for communication. But we can see that the engagement is uh, very high, much higher than average engagement on, on, on similar communication in, in the channels that we use, which could be it is Facebook, Instagram and so on. We are uh, driving the communication in different ways. One way is with different smaller videos uh, around the four key messages I mentioned before. It's um, with more static ads that we have built together with uh, different customer brands. Um, we are using influencers as uh, communication channels as well that are driving different kind of messages. One example is that we are engaging with a couple of influencers that are very much into recycling as their sort of um, interest area. And we have seen uh, quite successful um, communication through uh, some, some key influences in that area. So a relevant way to engage uh, with the consumers in the local markets, absolutely. And is that using influences as a way to engage consumers and, and help kind of in, improve levels of understanding? Um, is that something quite new to Tetra Pak or is that something you do around the world? Um, it's, I would say, on the B2C side, on the consumer side, it's, it's quite new. Um, we've done it in Sweden a couple of years ago and, and we rolled it out last year uh, in the UK or it was very early this year in 2020 and it's proven to be quite successful. It's a, it's a relevant way to, uh, to speak to the consumers in the eyes of the consumers that, that tends to engage them uh, in a very good way. So we absolutely have positive um, experience by, by doing that. And, and what we also see with the influencers and the other social media activities that we are driving is that it's a good way of actually being able to engage more in depth with the consumers because it's, it's giving them uh, an opportunity to reach out to us, to ask questions and for us, that's our opportunity to be in direct dialogue 
with the con with the consumers, which is really um, eye-opening at some times, and it's a really strong way of engaging with them, and an important way, because normally when you are a B2B company, with which Tetabak is, you don't have that direct uh, communication opportunity. What would you say is the sort of, the, what have you learned is the sort of secret to success in terms of uh, getting this better level understanding and encouraging people to use more cartons? I think you need to be very transparent when you communicate actually and communicate in a very simple and clear way. <clears throat> because carton is for sure a very sustainable choice uh, within packages. But you have to prove that and, and when you communicate and you and you prove that in a easy, understandable way for the consumers as well as for the customer, that proves to be very successful. Sustainability in general can be very difficult to understand for for many, many people. And that's why we have to be very transparent, open and easy, understandable when you communicate around this area. Barrett, right at the beginning, we were talking a lot about how the importance of, um, you know, in order to drive change and, and improvements around um, sustainability and environmental profile, it really requires the whole industry um, to collaborate effectively. Um, can you give me an example of where Tetrapack has sort of played a role in that? Yeah, um, actually, just before the lockdown in the spring across all markets, we were hosting a bigger sustainability summit in uh, in London, where we invited uh, customers, retailers, NGOs, um, key people from the packaging and from the waste industry. And we had some really great uh, speakers across the value chain um, at that summit. We had um, representative from uh, the consumer, from the Independent Consumer Association, which we had the head of packaging from, from the supermarket chain Iceland and we had uh, a director from DEFRA, uh, Waste and Recycling, um, as a keynote speaker there. That is a very good example where we managed to gather some, some key um, stakeholders from across the value chain and, and hosting uh, really um, important discussions around the area of sustainability um, in many different um, sort of um, detailed areas. For you personally, how important is it to work for an organisation with a kind of clear purpose around um, food, nutrition, but also sustainability? For me, that is very important. Um, I worked in the food industry for the last 25 years um, and I worked with different uh, companies, both, both global companies and, and more local company. Food will always be very important for, for the human beings. Um, it's a need and, and there is a strong need that we do it in a smart way. Hunger is a big challenge on a global level and we are becoming more and more people. So we need to find ways to work with food um, that can really ensure that we can provide uh, the right food, healthy food and safe food 
um, for all the people uh, on the planet. And, and within that, um, that speaks for itself, that taps into the sustainability area. And, and when it comes to packaging uh, and Teta Pak, uh, for me, it's a really strong driver that Teta Pak is leading within the industry and is leading within the sustainability area uh, of packaging and pays a, a lot of attention to that area. And then a very important driver to me as well is that there is a clear link between driving the sustainability agenda from an environmental perspective, but also from a business perspective. Berit, thank you so much. Um, this is a really interesting conversation this morning. Um, thank you for your time. You're absolutely welcome. A pleasure. Thank you. And that's us. Berit gave us a really interesting insight into how purpose is both lived and delivered on at Tetrapack. I think the challenge of making sure that purpose is understood and supported by so many different audiences from food and drink producers to retailers and consumers and policymakers is particularly challenging and yet vital to achieve real change. We'll be back soon with another episode of the Purpose podcast and in the meantime if you're looking for help or advice on defining or articulating your organisation's purpose please don't hesitate to get in touch.